The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Good afternoon on this Friday afternoon. How are you? 51551 Ray at RTE.ie. I'm looking at a dartboard here in Studio 7. Yes, and we have an hockey and we've darts and we've trophies. And we have a man from Carlo who beat Luke Littler. Yes, yeah. And he's going to challenge me to fire a few darts at a board and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. 180! You won't be hearing that today. Definitely not. You won't be here. But I'm looking forward to it. Adam D and his friend Rebecca are here to talk to us about, about darts. Uh, and uh, also today, I suppose darts is a sport. I don't know if you call gladiators a sport. It is. Uh, yeah. And it's back on BBC. And 6.4 million people watched it last week. And it beat all the other... The contenders, isn't that what they call them? The contenders, uh, because that's a big slot uh, in UK television. That Saturday evening slot, um, and it arrived back. And I don't know if people were just curious and whether the the viewing figures will match it this week. But big viewing figures last week, and we go right back, right back to nineteen ninety seven. Yes, when they were playing this sort of thing. That stadium in Birmingham and Audrey Garland from Dublin was the winner in 1997. And Audrey's coming in to talk to us about that. Um, Jeremy Guscott and Ulrika Johnson were the presenters. Uh, he was a former English rugby player and Ulrika Johnson was a TV presenter, Swedish TV presenter. She's become infamous since. Um, but anyway, uh, she did a brilliant job. I was watching the semi-final actually on YouTube. Looking forward to talking to Audrey. And we Sive and Eve coming in after four o'clock. Uh, and they've come up with a, an amazing, ingenious idea called the Tabletop Museum. Um, and it's a thing they're doing out in the library in Dunleary in Dublin. But I think it's going to catch on. And I think you'll be hearing about tabletop museums all over the country. What they're doing is they've invited people in with their, I don't like using the word collection, but, but things they've gathered over the years. Uh, so if you can imagine a sort of a, a curiosity, a, a collection of curiosities from your life, a sort of a little museum that you would dedicate to your life. It might be through fancy paper. It could be through laminated pictures of yourself. That's what I have or whatever. Uh, and they're bringing all these people together and they all have a tabletop each Uh and they all have their tabletop museums and they're going to show off their little collections. Anyway, uh, Sive and Eve are going to come in and talk to us about that. So, so that's there as well. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mix, and, mix and match. It's sort of bric-a-brac type Friday afternoon programme, which is perfect for the day that's in it. And the good news is that, the, well, for some people, is that the cold weather is, is, is on its way out. You could feel the heat in the sun this morning. Uh, so we won't have to worry about uh, the ice and the slip and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, re- remember, it's, it's 14 years ago now. Remember that poor guy? He was captured on the 6 o'clock news. Uh, it was particularly icy. Uh, and he was walking behind the camera or in front of the camera behind the reporter and he slipped and... <laughs> yeah. And what do they say about things that go viral? It's It's... it's Epic fail or whatever. So that was an epic fail on his part. And everybody wanted to talk to him. They wanted to hear about how he felt afterwards. But still, 14 years on, there's still speculation. The man's identity has never been revealed. Uh, no one has ever come forward to say, that was me. I was the man who fell on national television. Everybody was talking about it. It went global. Uh, one person met him. Um, and that was uh, RT News cameraman Colin McCaughey. And uh, Colin said that he had set up the news camera on Church Street which is near the Four Courts in Dublin City. Uh, and he, 
you know, he was rolling, but he hadn't started rolling officially and he accidentally caught the incident on camera. Uh, the mystery man walked past, lost his footing on the icy footpad and got a wallop on his head. Uh, and Colin rushed, rushed over to him, as you would, to see if he was OK, offered him a cup of tea, but the man wasn't interested and went on his way. Uh, in those situations, there's sort of embarrassment, isn't there? You're, you look around, you hope nobody saw you falling. Uh, and you definitely don't want to engage in conversation, have a cup of tea. So he went home. But uh, nobody, nobody's come forward. That's 14 years ago. Uh, anyway, it won't be happening this weekend because it's it's turning wild and it's turning wet. And, and people, some people would be sorry to see the back of the, the, the lovely wintry sunshine and that Christmas. You know that lovely Christmas and you have, you, have, you have that excuse to wear your hat and your scarf and your gloves and your, oh, the big coat, oh. Nice, nice. Uh, now, uh, what, what's in the news that uh, got our interest today? Well, the Saw Doctors are continuing their return to form and they're playing Fairview. Uh, Fairview Park in Dublin on June 29th. That's good news. Is it the N4 they'll be on? Is it the M4? Like, I think it's the N4. They'll be coming from Toom up to Dublin. Yeah. And dreams. Dip, 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 dip. I used to love her, I used to love her once. Long, long time ago, I used to love her, I used to love her once. That's a big deal for the lads. Saw Doctors, Fairview Park, Saturday, 29th of June. Oh, oh, it's gone. All my love is gone. I can smell the nostalgia already from here. I can smell it from here. Uh, and if you're into nostalgia, you might be interested to know that they're doing, planning on doing a biopic, or is it biopic? I say biopic. You say bio, biopic. We had scone and scone yesterday. Let's not get into it. Anyway, they're doing one of those things on By George. Uh, it's a fifty-five million pound deal. Um, they're going to call it Karma Chameleon, and they hope to match the success of Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, the Queen biopic, and Rocket Man, the story of Elton John. Um, and uh, Barry Keoghan has been mentioned as playing Boy George that'd be interesting um, now Boy George and Culture Club great bands great great band ni- early 1980s but they wouldn't have as many hits now as, as Elton John or Queen but they, but they had a number of them Do you really want to hurt me? that was the number one That was the number one as well. Oh, when you see Boy George in the old clips on up top of the pops from the early 80s, you think, oh, that's quaint enough. But he was groundbreaking. He was groundbreaking for his time. I see he's uh, currently performing in a Broadway production of Moulin Rouge. Um, so he's busy out, busy out. Uh, five on five, five one. Ray at rte. dot ie. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was stopped in Munich Airport. Um, his watch that, that he was wearing a luxury watch worth fifty thousand dollars. I don't get the the appeal of watches at all. It's a functional thing. I'm the same with cars. Like a watch tells me the time. There you go. A car gets me from A to B. A to B. There you go. Um, I, I suppose if you have more money than you know what to do with um, and you have a half you want a, a nice yoke on your wrist you'll spend money on a watch but 50,000 I know you can spend a lot more and in Dublin city centre now there are three or four new uh, high-end watch shops and uh, 
like I don't I don't get the appeal. Maybe he'll explain it to me. Uh, five one five five one red rte dot uh, He was wearing a black ceramic watch, and he was on his way to Austria to a charity auction, and I think he was going to auction off the watch. Um, but they probably thought he was trying to smuggle it in. I don't know, but he was he was he was stopped anyway. Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, and on big money for things that you can't explain why anybody would pay big money for these particular things. The first edition of the Amazing Spider-Man comic has sold for one point two seven million euro. A 1963 publication, one of only two near mint condition copies, um, sold for nearly three times the amount realised for a copy that went for €520,000 in July of 2023. Um, And Dallas-based Heritage Auctions also had heroic results in selling a Superman number one comic for €2.34 million. Oh, my word. Well, again, <laughs> too much money, too much money. Anyway, 51551 radio.ie. Uh, Damien, Grace and Louise, I will ask you to pick from these, this threesome of 90s hits. What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear? Shiny happy people, not a great reaction there. Do you want to hear this? George Michael, too funky. Or will it be pure cheesy Friday? Pump up the jam. One, two, or three. Three, two, three. Three gets us. Sorry, Grace. Five on five, I've on red or Pump up the jam. Good afternoon. One, two, three, go. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Why you feed us? Technotronic. Pump up the jam. Overplayed on RT Radio 1, I find. Completely overplayed. Five on five of on radio.rt.e. We're looking for two of you to come on after four o'clock and take part in our Who Done a Quiz. Uh, this week's prize, great prize, it's a two-night stay for two people at the Heritage in Killinard in County Leash. Uh, so B and B, two nights, and then you have dinner on one evening in Blake's restaurant. Uh, you also get one of their luxury treatments in their award-winning spa and you can take advantage of their thermal suite including their brand new state-of-the-art salt cave and sauna. Uh, the, the Heritage is a beautiful resort set in the heart of the countryside in County Leash less than 20 minutes from Kildare Village. And there's loads of offers there particularly midnight, midnight, midweek escapes theheritage.com, theheritage.com Here's your qualifying question on this Friday afternoon which band has announced a new album? UB40 or I'll Be 60? <laughs> Sorry. UB40 or I'll Be 60? Who've announced a new album? 0818 715 925. That's 0818 715 925. I'll give you that question again. Which band has announced a new album? UB40 or I'll Be 60? Good luck with that. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1 Now, on watches, it's all about status, those watches uh, but they come with a health warning the amount of celebs like well-known footballers who've been mugged for them is off the scale I remember reading in um, Roy Keane's autobiography about him going in when he just got his first pay packet or there, thereabouts and he went in to buy a watch because everyone around him was saying, you have to buy a good watch, you have to buy a good watch. And he looked at the thing and he thought, oh, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, and he thought it was £1,100. And when we went up to pay for it, it turned out it was 11000 
and because he was there with his mates and didn't want to, to be embarrassed, he paid the 11000 for the watch. Um, and now, anyway, uh, it was one of the biggest TV shows of the 1990s. It's back. Gladiators used to make um, up the must-see TV lineup on ITV, followed by Blind Date uh, with Silver Black on a Saturday night. It's on the BBC now, on BBC One, last Saturday night, 6.4 million viewers. For the first episode, Dubliner Audrey Garland won Gladiators back in 1997 when it was presented by Ulrika Johnson uh, and uh, she's with us now. How are you doing, Audrey? Hi, Ray. How are you? Uh, go, go, just to get you in the frame of mind. Here we go. Do you feel the power of the Gladiators? Can you face the challenge of the champions? Do you have a courage? 27 years ago. 27 years ago. Shh. Don't say it too Don't loudly. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, you watched it on Saturday night. I did. Uh, well, does it match? It did in a way, yeah. yeah. The same music was great. Just hearing the music now, and it kind of really brought me back in time. And the set was fairly similar as well. So it was great. Like, it was very similar. So, so it's like a, a sort of a high-end, it's a knockout. Yeah, <laughs> is, is <that> probably. <laughs> so, so you were a sort of a, a regular Joe. Yes. Yes, and, and then you took on these these people like The Wolf and Rio and all yes, those people. Yes, that's right, yes. And, and they were professional athletes. They were, yeah. Right. But they were training professionally for, for the show. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then can you remember some of the, the games that you played back then? I remember the ones I liked, which was the Powerball, Gauntlet, the Eliminator, everything that had my feet on the ground uh-huh. and involved kind of hitting people. Right. I liked that. <laughs> right. But the ones in the air now were a little bit tougher. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I remember them all, okay. So, br- br- bring <clears throat> us back to, to the 90s then and mid-90s because you started preparing long before 1997. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, I started preparing about two years out from when I knew I was going to apply um, and I got into training for it. And I didn't apply until I felt I'm ready to go for the fitness test. Right. And um, I just applied. I had it up on a TV show. If you think you have what it takes, applied to P.O. Box. And I did. And got the application form, filled it out and it went from there. How many people do you know applied that year? The year I applied, 27,500 people applied right. for it. So every single person got invited for a fitness test. Um, and the fit, you were told what the fitness test was. So the order running went that if you failed one, you were knocked out. So if you got to the end of the fitness test, you then got to do a dual contest. And they really hit you hard. I wasn't expecting that. Uh-huh. And if you got through that, then you were invited in for a screen test. And that was all on the first day. Right. So they sent you home then and then they reduced it to 15,000. So when we went back, we had kind of similar again, then 10,000, 5,000 and then 100. And then we were chosen from the 100. And you were going back and forth. Where was it? Birmingham? Yeah, back and forward to Birmingham each time. Each time. So yeah. how many steps was that? Uh, it was one, two, three, it was four. four. And then on the fifth one then we were invited back uh, to LWT Studios and you met the producers then so you kind of felt you made a big then because yeah. you got to the studios and um, we had kind of a, an interview then with all the producers of the right. show. Yeah. So from 24,000 down to how many took part in the actual programme then? They brought it down to 16 women. 16 women. And 16 men. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so just to be on, on the programme was a huge, huge achievement. Just to be honest, yeah. 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 And, and it got 6.4 million on Saturday, but back then it was getting, what, 16 million? Oh, it was getting more, yeah, yeah. 
It, it might take it, off again. It was more. huge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a massive show at the time. Yeah. That and Blind Days after it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my granny wanted me to go on Blind Date. She had no time at all for the gladiators. <laughs> right, right. So it would have been a bit of this, a bit of this then. There we go. And Scylla there and all that. Scylla. Had you yeah. any inclination to do Blind Date? Uh, no, I no, hadn't. No. I had no more interest, yeah, yeah. not at all. My, my granny wanted me to get uh, meet a chap, settle down and get married. So when I went to LWT Studios and I pulled in the taxi, a big white limousine pulled up at the same time and Scylla Black got out of it because she was doing the last uh, interviews for contestants for her show. Right. And inwardly I was going, gee, my granny could see this now. <laughs> She'd be telling me, follow her, follow her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you, like, I was watching the semi-final there. How many people did you bring over? from Dublin we got uh, 200 tickets every time I qualified so they gave me uh, access to bring 200 people so my sister and a friend used to take care of that back at home because I was kind of living in the UK for this and um, no internet no mobile phones so they used to hire uh, a Ryanair plane and everyone would call up to my sister and her friend uh, with the money. And they used to go up with a bag of money, like 14,000 Irish pound in a bag, up to the airport and into the Ryanair office. And then they'd pay for the plane. Different and times. All of the different times. Over. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they had the T-shirts. They, they got the, the T-shirts, t-shirts yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I wore pink because Ulrika Johnson uh, interviewed all the pink. And year I did it, Jeremy Guscott did it instead yeah. of John Fash. Um, and I wanted Ulrika Johnson. That was the one I wanted to interview me. So I got pink all the way up, first round, quarterfinal, semi-final. And then for the final, I was drawn yellow and I was devastated. So does that mean you, that the, the, the colour I wore? Oh, and, and the man <coughs> then interviewed you instead yeah, of Yeah, so Ulrika I got Jeremy Guscott instead right, of Ulrika okay. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I rang home, I was drawing crying. I said, I'm not getting pink because I was superstitious. Yeah. I'm not pink for the final, I won't win. And they were like, don't worry, don't worry, we'll take care of it. So I went out into the arena and they were all yellow. Fives Bananas had given them yellow hats, <laughs> yellow T-shirts <laughs> and yellow blow-up bananas. <laughs> and everybody was remarking on how much support you had. Yeah, they were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, like everyone from the gym, family, friends of the family, um, people from my brothers, my sisters, their jobs, their work. They just came from everywhere. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Uh, I just got a, a bit of audio from the semi-final. So the late John Anderson... Um, oh yeah. yeah. So he was the referee of he sorts was. and he introduced uh, each each game and this is the, the pendulum one. Okay, yes. A huge ball in the air yeah. with netting around it. Yes, And yeah. you were hanging out of that and, yeah. and then one of the gladiators was trying to get they you. They chased you to get a tag off your back. Right. Yeah. Okay, and if you if you lasted for 40 seconds before you fell off or they caught you. Yeah, you, you, you got, got five points. points. Okay, here we go. John Anderson. I was quite high up as well. I you didn't look good on were. TV, but it was high. The scale was huge, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the fog was hard. Three, two, one. Mum Pearl not looking forward to this. Five points for lasting 40 seconds, 10 points for holding on for the full minute. And Audrey failed to score on the pendulum against Lightning in her quarterfinal, but it looks like she's mad for it tonight. Mad for it tonight. And he mentioned your mum there at the start, Pearl. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was... Uh, 
she was the main reason, the push behind me, like she did everything for me. All I had to do was turn up. She did my washing, my cooking, my cleaning, ironed all my training gear. Everything was ready, yeah. uh, thanks to her. You right. know, the biggest um, supporter. I, 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 and your dad, uh, uh, Joe, and then your brothers were there, and you're yes. like you're just such a big crew there. And all my nieces and nephews were only like four and five; they're all in the thirties now. Right. So when we look back on it, like it's, it's a bit of crack, you know. How often do you get the the, the VHSs out, or do you uh, watch it on? So not very often. No. My young kids haven't seen the whole lot. Would you believe? Have they not? No, they've seen bits of it, but not all of us. Or maybe now that it's back on the telly, they'll get a yeah, yeah, yeah it an might become in cool it. in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, the the prize was what? The prize was a thousand pound and a car. Right, nice. Um, that it was wasn't the, just any old car, though. No, it was um, the car for the women was a green um, soft top cabriolet. Ford Escort Cabriolet. It was lovely. Yeah. Back at the time, you know, it was great car. Yeah. Delighted. It would have been considered very flash. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a lot flashier than what I was driving yeah. anyway. And it was that metallic green. Oh, yeah. We couldn't miss this green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was lovely. So you went on to win. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so you have your £1,000 cash, great. And, and this car. <laughs> which, yeah. is, which, is, which is in the UK now I, I, <laughs> I know a little bit about this because my yeah. mother won a car in the Lion's Tea thing. Oh, right, so yeah. So it's not... It's not that easy. No, it's not that easy at all. Not to look, not to look nearly, a gift car in the mouth, but it it's nearly complication yeah, yeah, yes, to win yes, it. Yeah, yeah. But you see, you could take the car or the cash. But I didn't want the cash. Like, I wanted the car. Right. So with VRT and VAT yes. and trying to get the car across the channel, like, it was it was nearly costing more than what the car was worth. So And how long did it take you to get it back home? Car, I didn't get it home. I won it in August. So on TV, I won it in December. Yeah. Um, and I got the car in March. Right. So I, it took months. I had to leave it there for six months. It was all red tape and, you know, yourself. Yeah, yeah. A lot of hassle, but it was worth it. Yeah. I got it home in the end. So you were, you were driving around with the, the you know, your music blaring out. And the, Absolutely. The top down, fingless, yeah. look at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and my niece and nephews in the back at the time, no seatbelts required, right. <laughs> all waving out the back <laughs> yeah. of the car. <laughs> Uh, tell Audrey I said hello I remember watching Gladiators final in Martin's pub with Audrey it was a brilliant oh, night oh yes I watched a few in, in that pub yeah yeah we were watching it uh, of course because it was pre-recorded so you yeah, could yeah yeah gang of us were yeah you had two goals at it. it particularly your supporters because they were there when it was recorded and then they could watch it on the absolutely yeah, yeah and yeah. was there a big deal about keeping it secret yeah it was um, when I when I was told that I got chosen for the show, they said you can't talk to any media. I hadn't a clue. What are they talking about? Like you know, just from from Finglas yeah. and you know. So the word got out because people started to hear. Oh, she got picked. She got picked. So the next morning, my mother came in. She went, I don't know what's going on. There's a radio station in the front garden, and there's loads of. <laughs> fellas with cameras and all I'm afraid to go out and I said well, I'm not going out I don't know what to do so we were terrified like what are we going to do so my mother had to go out and say some listen she's not allowed to talk to anybody um, because it wasn't really meant to be yeah, known yeah. Um, and then when I won it trying to get through the customs with the trophy in a plaque 
black plastic bag uh, so nobody would see it or know anything about it. Right. It was the worst kept secret ever. Like, yeah, really. Yeah. Well, I'd say all of England knew it. Everyone knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, we've met before because you were on the den, as uh, one would expect after that. And yes. And Dustin probably slagged you and asked you all yeah. sorts Should of I Listen, I was with questions. Dustin in the pantomime and I saved him from all the baddies. Oh, did you? Right, That's sure. what yeah, I did yeah. after <laughs> it. <laughs> I was going to ask you what, you know, what did you do after it? Yeah, so, yeah. Panto. What, I did the pantomime with Twink at the time right, in the right. Olympia and Dustin Justin was the main star yeah. and um, that involved coming out of the roof of um, the, the attic of the Olympia and I had to climb down a rope right. and when we were doing the rehearsals like late at night just before Christmas I fell down the rope so the rope was up in the attic it was quite high but I slipped and um, I burnt both my hands on the rope ended up in James's hospital for the night right. uh, getting my hands all bandaged up and fixed I didn't even do that over in Gladiators yeah. I come home here and I burned the hands off myself for, for Dustin you know, you so lots of, lots it was a different time. Health and safety wasn't high ah, on the agenda. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Definitely not. Even in gladiators now, you can see it. Like the health and safety was like, you just got on with it. And it yeah. Unless your leg was hanging off, you kept going. Because <laughs> you, you got a bad belt, didn't you? In, in, was I it did, the first, yeah. The Actually, first in the round? very first round, I got um, uh, in Powerball, one of my best games because I would have been fast. And, um, and Powerball, so the, the, the ball's either end and all and these the baskets. And you, yeah. And you have to try and get the get ball. Get the ball into the basket. And all the gladiators <laughs> so are trying to stop you. So they out of the way yes, and yeah. all. But and rugby tackling, yeah. She, yeah. yeah. But she caught a hole in my foot. So she wasn't catching me. So she said, I'm going to get this time so she got my foot and she pulled my foot and I went head first out and smacked my head and went unconscious but didn't show any of that in the studio because the family game show and all yeah. um, so I was knocked unconscious kind of slight dislocation of my shoulder right. and uh, stretchered off and I had warned my brothers before it happened whatever you do if I get injured don't let dad be the one to go backstage Why? Because, like, his little girl, he'd be like, oh, no, yes, pull yes. her, yeah, don't yeah, let her yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, one of you were to come back and say, no, she said, unless her leg is broke, <laughs> she's to keep going. So then I just <laughs> so told you shouldn't him, laugh because you were well, well, That was the reality, you know. And I just said, put the shoulder back in. Click. So they clicked the shoulder in and they gave me an hour to get myself together. And I went back. There's only one more game before uh, the Eliminator. And it was Suspension Bridge. I don't know if you know yes. that was up high. And they fired the balls at you. Right. So they swung the balls. And there's like two or three. It's like a wrecking ball coming. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But yeah, for yeah. me, like all I could see about six or seven of them because <laughs> I didn't know where I was. I was just trying to get to the other side yeah, without yeah. them pulling me. But look, I got by in the end. Wow. And you were in your first round uh, program game, whatever. Uh, you were up against this lady called Non Evans, and That's she was right. a former rugby international for Wales. Yes. And, and she was tipped as the favourite. She was tipped really to win the whole series. Um, so I was an Irish girl. I definitely wasn't tipped to win. Mm. Non Evans was the. She was a radio TV presenter in Wales, played rugby for Wales, Welsh powerlifting champion and fierce. Like, yeah. So I wasn't expected yeah. to beat her. Speaking of fierce, like some of those gladiators, they were yeah. big. Oh, yeah. Like, who, was the, who was the tallest of them? Uh, definitely Rio. She was about six foot two right. and I, I'm five foot five. Right. So when I actually did see her, like I was kind of terrified. Yeah. Trying not to be, but it, I was. Yeah, well, what great memories. Ah, oh, they were super. Yeah. Great times. Yeah. yeah, what a brilliant experience to have. Um, we went over twice to Birmingham to see Audrey. It was brilliant. The whole Ryanair flight coming back with the big uh, foam hands mimicking the, the flight <laughs> attendants showing the emergency. <laughs> I can see her, yeah. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> Audrey! Yeah. 
Yeah, was, yeah. I, I remember watching it and uh, it just just it hopped off the screen. There was such a great energy from it. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it was everything that it showed on the screen, even over there. Like, it didn't disappoint. It, yeah, it was even yeah, more than yeah. that. It was brilliant. Uh, and you're watching it and you like it. Bradley, yeah. Bradley and his son. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it is different. Bradley was very funny and all. I thought he was good, you yeah. know. No, because it's, it's a change, isn't it? Because Ulrika, although she wasn't an athlete, she was, you know, she was obviously you She know, was the sporty. face of it, yeah. And, and yeah. then you had Jeremy Guscott and John Fashnu and they were... Uh, rugby and football players so there was a, a sports a big sports connection there yes Bradley not known for his sporting activities no but no. He, he, he's, he's very funny, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, very yeah. funny what doing, yeah. um, Audrey was our saviour during lockdown from all our boot camp ladies so that's what you're doing now you're, yes yeah, yeah. I was, uh, still in the fitness industry women. Yeah. yeah oh yeah I'm a die hard, hard yeah. die hard um, some of the women that I have in my classes now uh, were supporters like back 27 oh, right, years right, ago right. so they're with me a very long, long time, time. Yeah, yeah. so yeah it's, it's good fun and is there is there more and more women getting doing that sort of thing absolutely yeah, yeah. the gym ver- version now back then it wasn't an in thing to do weightlifting as a female in Ireland anyway uh, it was very very small amount now like all the gyms have the rings the ladders the ropes they all across the gyms they have all the equipment yes, you yeah, need yeah, and yeah, the women yeah. are getting stuck in and before I let you go you train down in the current camp I did. Right. So, um, I probably knew some of the guys Well, with. I made the eliminator my best game. So I, you had to do the eliminator. Which is like a, an obstacle the course. End, yeah, yes, the finish. Yeah, so yeah, no yeah. matter what games you got, you faced the eliminator at the end. Yeah. Um, so I figured if I made that my best one, that even if I was behind, uh-huh. that I'd still catch up, which happened. It worked out well. So they taught me, um, brought me onto their assault course in the Curra, taught me how to climb the ropes, jump into the dungeons and... Uh, traverse the ladder and yeah. you know brilliant brilliant there's a documentary in you Audrey Garland <laughs> thanks so much for coming into us congratulations thanks again Ray. thank you Gladiators champion 1997 yeah that's great thanks thanks Audrey cheers Ray Ray Darcy show on RTE Radio 1 text 51551 the Ray Darcy show on RTE Radio 1 mea culpa I'm wrong apologies to Bradley Walsh I didn't know this. I don't know if you did. Somebody did because uh, we got a text into 51551. Please tell Ray that Bradley Walsh was a professional footballer in his day. Played for Brentford. Didn't know that. There you go. You learn something new every day. Now, uh, still on sport, darts was catapulted into the homes of every family across Ireland when Luke the Nuke Littler became the youngest world champion in February. Uh, we have our very uh, own darts players in studio with us today. We have Adam D. How are you doing, Adam? Good morning. Afternoon. Uh, this is it's going well so far. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon, Rebecca Allen. Good afternoon. <laughs> right. And we have Rebecca's mum, Evelyn. How are you doing, Evelyn? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we have Adam's mum, uh, Gillian. How are you doing, Gillian? Hi, you're very good. Yeah. Thanks. You're all very welcome. You're all very welcome. And you brought uh, a dartboard. What class of dartboard is that, Adam? Uh, it's a new one. New one. six. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's on its own. It's uh, freestanding, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, how long have you been playing darts, Adam? Uh, about seven years now. Seven. Rebecca? Uh, like the end of 2021. Right. Three years. Yeah. Well, two and a half. Now, the big news about you, uh, Adam D, is that you have beaten Luke the Nuke Littler. Yeah. How many times? Uh, I think I worked it out to be about three times, I think. Right. In recent years. So when you were sitting at home watching the whole thing unfold in the World Championships... Uh, a few weeks ago how did you feel I was just just a bit weird because 
only a few months ago he was playing with all the youths in our, our level yeah and uh, not many people realised uh, what he'd go on to do yeah and, and I suppose if he can do it you're probably thinking I can do it yeah. not, not me but you that's why a lot of people are that's why a lot of kids are getting into it now and that's the effect it's had on them all yeah. so there's the Carlo Darts Academy uh, and your mum Gillian's involved there as well so last year you would have had 20 after Luke Littler uh, doubled. Th- doubled. Doubled, yeah. Right. We had we've had two weekly sessions, so Wednesday just gone and the Wednesday before that. Um and I think when we counted on Wednesday we twenty new beginners. So they're brand new. They've never played darts before. Their dad might have played it or yeah. their mum might have played it, but twenty new beginners. Normally after Christmas we'd have two, three, four, and there'd be guys who'd be at home playing and they've thrown a few darts before, but we'd twenty brand new little Right. Little kiddies in, uh, and you're not. You weren't a, a darts family. No, no, no. no. So why no. did you start playing, Adam? Uh, I got a board for Christmas, right? And then just only really took off in COVID when that's the only thing you could do at home. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Rebecca? Was it COVID as well, or what? No, my mum used to play, and my uncle. Ah. Uh-huh. So you're from a darts family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And do you uh, compete? I do. Yeah, have you been outside the country? Yeah, all over the world. All over the world, yeah. right? And what have you won? Um, the All Ireland's girls have been the number one Irish girl the past two years. Congratulations! And a few medals from the European World Cup last year. Wow! Look, I'm looking at your mum there, uh, Evelyn, and she's just she's going. I'm so proud. I'm so <laughs> proud. I'm living my life through my daughter. <laughs> it could have been me. I mean, it should. Have, it could have been me. Um, so, was your is? Did your dad's mum play darts, or where did it come um, from? My mum. My mum actually played darts years and years ago. Yeah. Probably in the local pubs back then. Um, yeah, it's just been, I suppose, in the family of other kids that play as well. So. And you're from Ballyroan. Yeah. yeah. Is that where Neil Delamere is from? The comedian, oh, do you know? Oh, I think it's Doro. Oh, I he's think. from Doro, is he? Yeah, I think it's He'll be on the phone now, correcting us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. not sure. Yeah, it, it, It's brilliant. It looks brilliant here. We have the full setup here. Adam has reluctantly given me a loan of some of his darts. I said, have you got any darts? <laughs> They're precious, aren't they? Uh, yeah. How much, how much would a set of darts now put you back? Uh, like uh, beginner ones are just a standard yeah. range. Well, so you, what, the ones you use? The ones you use? Uh, probably about sixty quid. Right. 65. Okay. Right. And what about the the ones that Luke Littler and Luke Humphreys used in the world final? Uh, Luke Littler's ones are, I think, about one hundred and five quid now. Right. Pounds. Right. Uh, and is he's going to he's he's probably going to have his own range of darts now, is he? He already does. Oh, has yeah. he already? Already. They're in really high demand now at the moment. Are they? Right. Genie the world, Yeah. Yeah. He won two hundred fifty thousand, wasn't it? Pounds. Yeah. Around that, that was yeah. his prize money. Yeah. So what's it? You're doing what in college? Uh, business. Right. What year are you in? One. One. First. First yeah. year. Whereabouts? Carlo IT. Carlo IT. Right. And what's the ambition? Is it professional darts or business? It's professional darts first. Right. And then if that doesn't go to plan, business. Right. How do you know? When do you, when do you have you got a sort of a plan in your head? If by the age of twenty five I haven't achieved something, is that it or? Ah uh, yeah. Well, the good thing about darts is you don't have to be at the professional level to. Even make a living these days. There's Can a lot you? of players that go around through the amateur circuits and are able to make a living through it. So it's and not it's not amateur if you're making money out of it, is it? Uh, no, it's just am- it's called the amateur circuits. Right. And you do a good bit of money in that as well. 
So there'll be prize money for every tournament, would there? Yeah. And okay. you'll always have darts. You walk into a pub, no matter yeah. what age you are, and you can always play. Yeah, yeah. It's not something you time out of, really. No, you're right, yeah. Uh, and what is it, What like watching him, you've beaten him, you've been up close and you know, you've seen what type of person he is. A lot of it's in the head, isn't it? Yeah, massively. Yeah. You'd have to have a lot of confidence and focus to be at a top level. And maths. Is maths important? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, doing the calculations. Yeah. I, I was watching the final and there was one, he only, he only hesitated once and that's, that was the turning point of the whole thing. He just didn't get the maths right and he had to refer to the referee what he needed to finish and that was the moment I think that it all turned. So you have, you, you have the maths constantly, 501, you, you just count it down in your head. Yeah, well when you're doing it for so long it just happens without you even knowing. You know, just know what to go for automatically. Rebecca? Yeah. <laughs> How was your maths? Oh yeah, it's alright. It's alright? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Now, um, I've I've played darts once in 1975. No, I've played them the odd time, right? Um, so, do you think what what sort of score would I get now as as a novice? What, what, what with three darts? What would you? What's the challenge? I'd say three in the one number would be good. Good enough, yeah. <laughs> right. Even if it was three ones. Ah, uh, no, I wouldn't. Wouldn't go that far now. I say any number over ten. Any number over ten. Yeah. If I got anything over ten, I'd be good. You have to get all three of them in the yeah, one. Yeah, all three. Ah, no, no, ah, no. That's that's too much of it. Is that what you do? Is that how you train? Uh, well, yeah, some under twenties and nineteens. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. They're the high scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to go f- first? Then you have a go. I'll just watch you and see if I can learn anything from you. Do you want to just do a practice run there? Up you get there. A lady, you can go first, Rebecca, or or whatever. Well, what? we go for it. What? Well, just go for your go for go go no go for uh, a triple, to yeah you know, hundred eighty go for hundred eighty because I, I, I want to I want to shout it out here. Here we go. Forty one. <laughs> that, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. There you go. I got the sound. Sixty. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go after you. One more shot. There you go. Wait. Sixty. This is your last one, Adam. And then I'm gonna have a go. Oh yeah. One hundred. Very good. Why do I put on that silly English accent when I'm saying this? You just you know, you yeah, hear me. What? Yeah, Everybody yeah, does, yeah, don't yeah, they? Does, yeah. Everybody does. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go over my the three darts. They were kindly uh, loaned to me by Adam. It's um, all mic'd up here. Thanks. Right, any any hints there what to do? Keep your arms straight. Arms straight, right. And it, there's a fluidity about it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Yes. keep your arms straight and follow t- the whole way till your arm is level with right. And what, like, I'm just wondering, because it looks magical to me. It, it does look like there's some you have some sort of superpower. Yeah. So... so because you're you're looking at this tiny little bit on a board, which is probably an inch wide and a quarter of an inch thick, and I just don't I don't understand how you can do it. But but anyway, I'll, I'll, any hints? No. Uh, when put if you put your foot to the side and lean in, you're closer to the board. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. And straight. Straight. Straight in there. Right. That's oh, that's close enough, isn't it? Right, what's that? 
45. 45? That's not, that's not bad for a start. Will I go again? Can I have another go? Yeah. All right, I'll just do one more go. and then. How many 180s have you scored? Do you score them regularly? Ah, oh, yeah. 180. Oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's a fluidity about it. That's the thing. Right, that's all that's repetition, really. That's not bad, is it? Yeah. What's 47. that? 47, right. 47, that's not bad, I'll take that, 47. Um, Rebecca, I asked, um, I asked Adam about his future. Are you planning on playing darts professionally? Yeah. Yeah. So you're 14 now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. What's the story in professional women's darts, Evelyn? Uh, well, I suppose 16 to do the women's series. Um. Yeah, so that'll be probably next year. Right. To move on to that level, yeah. If she wants to do that then, yeah. Have you seen this before where it's, it spikes? Somebody like Luke Littler comes along and it's never been like this before, has it? I don't think there's anyone like Luke at the minute, is there really? Yeah. He's he's very good. He is. He's exceptionally there, good. I know, but Adam, Adam beat him. That's yeah. the thing. And he's good too. <laughs> and other people have beaten yeah. him. So he's beatable. He's very beatable, isn't he? Of course, Luke, Luke Humphreys yeah, well, beat him. A lot of people, or a small number of people can reach the level he can. But what he does is he does it every time. Ah, there's a consistency that's, about that's it. That's why he's so good. He he can replicate it every time. There's right. no up and down. Ah, how often do you train, practice? Uh, every day, whenever I can. Really. For how long? Uh few hours a day. How many jar posts do you have in the house? Like the, up on the wall or just sitting there? <laughs> Whichever. Just sitting there, it could be about 15. Right, well different ones. <laughs> yeah, well just ones I've used. Yeah, and what what, what do you do? You just you just go and buy a new one? even Or do they wear out or what? Yeah, they wear out. They wear out. Because you use them a good while. Okay, so you have 15 jar boards, right. How many is in your house, Beck? Well, two like up. Up, yeah. I don't know how many are lying around. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I think I'm going to hear more about you in the future. But thanks for coming in uh, and uh, sharing your darts and your stories. Uh, thanks, Adam. Um, what we forgot to do was play your walk-on music because that's important as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's, so your darts name is? D1 and only. D1 and only. Ah, I see. Adam D. D1 and only. Yeah. And you walk out to... Good choice, good choice. D one and only, yes. Go play our words. No pressure, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> What's your walk on music? Uh, I'm good by David Gare. I'm good, yeah, I'm feeling alright. Baby, I'ma have the best freaking night. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. She says freaking. It's fine. I'm down for the ride, baby. Don't you know I'm good? Right. I'm going to take up darts. Do you, do you think I have a... I thought I was... There was a there was a nice little flow there, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. No, a lot more practice right. anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, okay. thanks. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the drums or whatever. Uh, Gillian, thanks for coming in. Adam, good to see you. you. Rebecca, good to see you. Evelyn, thanks very thank much. You, thank, thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Tweet at Radio Ray RTE.
The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Uh, didn't realise I tuned into The Ray Darcy Show. Hey! That's from a Darts fan. And uh, more news on Bradley Walsh. In, the late, in late 1979, at the age of 18, Walsh became a professional fo- footballer with Brentford. Uh, he failed to make the first team and was regularly a member of the reserves. Uh, while Walsh was at Brentford, he also played at Barnet on loan, making five Alliance Premier League appearances in the 1979-1980 season. So there you go. Uh, now, Lulu Lotus is on the line. Hello, Lulu. Hi there. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You are in the Guinness Book of World Records because... Yes, because of my nose whistling. Nose whistling, of course you are. Yes, nose whistling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Longest, most melodic, loudest, which which is it? It's the loudest nose whistle. The, in the world? Yes. Okay, right. Uh, when did you discover you could nose whistle and what were you doing at the time? Um, I was around seven years old and I had just learned how to wiggle both of my eyebrows and I was wondering what else I could do with my body. So I was playing around with the muscles in my throat and I managed to make a whistling sound. And then after lots of practice, I figured out how to get different melodies. That's brilliant, isn't it? That's brilliant. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to do that eyebrow thing. I think that's a real talent. Um, <laughs> it's lots of fun. Keep practicing. Yeah, I will. Uh, well, I've, I've the darts to practice now. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've I've watched videos of you, and you look very serene while you're doing it. You don't move at all, and yet you make this That's this right. this very loud whistling noise. Yes. So, so it comes from your throat. I don't understand. Can you explain a little bit more, Lulu? Well, basically, I'm kind of squeezing something inside of my throat. And if I keep my mouth open, the whistling sound will come out of my mouth. But if I shut my mouth, it'll come out of my nose. Right. And do you regularly perform for friends and family? Yes, I do it all the time. I have two little boys. And um, when they were babies, I would always nose whistle lullabies (laughs) to put them to sleep. (laughs) Lovely. And can they, what ages are they now? They're five and six, and the five-year-old actually can nose whistle, so he discovered it even earlier than me, so wow. I think he's going to be phenomenal at it. And is there a group, is there a world group of nose whistlers, or is it, are you on your own? To be honest with you, I managed to find one other person on Instagram who could do it, and he's in Paris, but right. I haven't been able to find many more. And you can do tunes? Yes, I can. Well, would, you, would you like to do something for us, something of your choice, and then we can chat a little bit more after that? Sure, how about um, if you're happy and you know it? Yeah, maybe 20, 30 seconds of it. Uh, I'll just give an an introduction. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the world's loudest nose whistler, Lulu Lotus, will now whistle if you're happy and you know it. Wow. You could hear it okay? Yeah, 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 we, we yeah, we could. We could. It's uh That's great. It begs the question, it does Lulu, why don't you just whistle normally? I could do that too. I'm a pretty good whistler yeah. out of my mouth, but this is more fun cuz it's like I like to do it in places where it's really quiet and no one knows, you know, where the sound is coming from. It's a little bit of mystery. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Cuz as I say, if 
somebody was looking at you, you they wouldn't know you were you were you were nose whistling. Exactly. I used to do it in school all the time and you know, until the teachers figured out it was me, they had no clue where the sound was coming from. It was so much fun. Brilliant. Uh, 44.1 decibels. Yes. That that's that's loud. You're, you're brilliant. I love talking to you today, Lulu Lotus. And congratulations again uh, on your world record. Thank you so much for having me and letting me share my skill with more people. Yeah, have a good day. Bye now. You too. <laughs> bye. Bye. Nice to you now. And the Preepskelton and Okta Le Gormanly Tourish. Have a good weekend. Thank you. 51551 Ray at RTE.ie. Where else would you get it? Um, a, a gladiator champion, uh, young darts players, and a world record breaking nose whistler. <laughs> Nowhere is the answer. Nowhere. Okay, sign for our Who Done It quiz. Yes. Yeah, uh, the prize is a two-night stay for two people in the Heritage in Killinar in Killinard in County Leash. Um, so you get dinner on one evening in Blake's restaurant and you have a choice of luxury treatment or a thermal suite experience in their state-of-the-art salt cave and sauna. Uh, theheritage.com, theheritage.com. It's only 20 minutes from Kildare Village and thanks to everybody down there for helping us out this week. Loads of offers there, theheritage.com. Uh, Colin Bird is in Rath Drum. Hello, Colin. Hey Ray, how's it going? Rathdrum in Wicklow. Rathdrum in Wicklow, right. Uh, home to Charles Stuart Parnell. Absolutely. Um, and uh, that lovely that lovely uh, tree walk out there. Which which I, I, I think you were here not so long ago, a couple of months ago doing a run, something like that. Yeah, and, and it's just, you're so lucky to have Avondale there on your doorstep. It's actually around the corner from the house. So right, yeah, it's right. brilliant. And do you use it? Do you go and walks there? Oh, I, I I go there every day. Walk the dogs there. Yeah, it's, right. it's fantastic. Yeah, now, sure it's only around the corner, so so it's brilliant, you know. You're very lucky. Uh, you have Leon Burger dogs. I I have several Leon Burger dogs. Well, yeah. t- tell <laughs> us about. It's a breed I've never heard of before. It's yeah, it's 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 a German breed of dog. They're they're a giant breed. They're about the size of uh, of a Saint Bernard, roughly. Right. So they're. They're about 70 to 80 odd kilos for the males, maybe about 60 to 70 kilos for the females. They're, um, they're, they're, they're a German breed, but they, they originate from the town of Leonberg uh-huh. in Germany. And about the, the crest of the town of Leonberg is a lion. And about 200 years ago, the mayor of this town decided to create a dog to resemble the crest of the town. And so he, he created a dog that resembled a lion and you get a Leon burger. What a story. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you weren't expecting that. <laughs> and how many do you have? Uh, I have three of them. Right. Wow. And four, sadly, sadly, one sadly passed um, oh. not that long ago. But he, 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 he was old and he had a good life. So, um, you know. Was, so the food uh, bill, was, uh, the food he, bill for three Leon oh, burgers. Huh? Don't don't even ask. <laughs> don't ask what the What do you feed them is. on? Um, well, I I try and feed them on regular pet food, but they get a bit of raw food as well. But they're they're as fussy as hell. So um, I probably shouldn't admit this on live radio. I've just finished cooking a chicken for them <laughs> to be, to mix in with their food. You know, so um, like this is know, a fresh you, you, a fresh roast chickens, not not past a sell by date or anything, right? <laughs> no, a fresh roast chicken. And what are you having for dinner? 
Oh God, probably probably a salad. <laughs> the way the way things are going, but um, no, they're really fussy. Like you spend loads of money on their food, and you serve it to them, and they just look at you like, "What are you giving me this muck for?" So um, I <laughs> I have to mix in uh, right. a bit of chicken. Or, there you go. Uh, and do, are the indoors or outdoors? Um, oh, they're do, indoors. Do they shed? Oh, yeah. Do yeah, they, they shed? They shed like crazy. All right, you, God. You, 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 right. W- you, you wouldn't believe the amount of hair that comes off. And what colour are they? You know, what colour are they, Colin? They're black. They're black. Well, technically, they're black, brown, and gold. But right. um, they're they're sort of a they're a reddy brown colour. With they have a black they have a black face. Right. So they're Leon all black face and then brown and gold. Leon, Leon burgers. burgers. Yeah. Are there many in the country? Yeah. I have no idea, but okay. there's not that many. Like they wouldn't be that they wouldn't be as common as your average, day, you know, your, your average sort of golden retriever. Or yeah, well, you can understand like why that, if you have to if you have to cook they, them a roast they chicken. Food everybody. Night. No, yeah, 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 they would suit everybody. Okay, you're up against uh, you're up against Maria Rail. Hello, Maria. Hello, Ray. How are you? Not too bad. Um, have you got any dogs? No, I just I love dogs, but I don't have a dog. I have children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what my yeah. mother would have said. We never had a dog either growing up. There was nine. Yeah. nine no, I had dogs nine when I was growing up. up uh, at the moment, uh, when my children leave, I'll definitely get a dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, never you... heard of those dogs that that these Leon burgers. Never heard of no, those before. So. They're Colin's yeah. do- Colin with his Leon burgers. Colin. Um, yes. So you're in a Thai. Yes, a Thai county there. Yeah, and and um, you just finished up doing what? A, a week of teaching. So. Um, I have the Friday feeling very much. Yes. I decided I'd come home and um, ring in. I'm always listening to the radio and listening to the quizzes. And I love, I've been in that hotel before, too many years ago now. So um, I think it was this weather, actually. It's just beautiful, the golf course. And we stayed there. We were at a wedding there as well, a good few years ago. So right. I got it, as I say, it's... But, uh, so I was thinking, look, listening to it all week. And I said, sure, I'll, I'll ring. <laughs> You'll have a, I, have a go at it. Yeah. I just rang and she answered straight away. So right, and here you are. Hopefully now, it's yeah. time. Uh, how many children have you got, Maria? Three. Three. Three children, two girls and a boy at the end. So yeah. busy enough, teenagers. Three, well, my girl is 20 now. But, um, so I see yeah, Kate's yeah. In, in third level uh, and then you're two is. in secondary school. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, yes. And what are you cooking for them as opposed to any dogs in your life? Oh, well, Kate is cooking. It's great. She's off. She has, she's doing, she's off every Friday from college. So she's in between jobs now as well. So she's cooking our dinner. So uh, the dinner is nearly ready to go. She's doing, um, she's a very good cook actually. She's cooking roast vegetables and pork belly and she's some uh, cheesy mash on. So. Nice, nice. Yes, yeah. she's very wow. adventurous more than myself. And, and I two spuds, uh, my two veg, potatoes and meat. So and looking I forward s- to that. I see we've something in common because we're planning on going to poor things this weekend as well. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Looking forward to um, it. I, have, I don't know much about it. I don't want to, but uh, it's supposed to be really good. I've heard some, yeah, people talk about it. So yeah. It's supposed to be very, very good. I think, <laughs> I think it might be a bit marmite-ish, um, but the people that I've spoken to loved it. Uh, but yeah. other people I've spoken to, no, that's not for me. That's not for me. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I know it, it might be a little bit, but, you know, just yeah. sure. push yourself out of your comfort zone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, think? right. Colin yeah, versus Maria. Um, so good luck to you both. Three questions each. Uh, we go, I give you uh, the category, ask if you want a clue. If you go for a clue and get it right, um, you get a point. If you go without a clue and get it right, you get two points. And uh, whoever has the most at the end is the winner. And if it's drawn points, we go to a tiebreak question. Okay. Here we go. Good luck, Colin. 
Right. Thank you. That's Maria there. Colin, music first. Do you want a clue? Um, no clue. No clue. For two, who is this? Yep. You got me begging you for mercy. Why won't you release me? You got me begging you for mercy. Why won't you release me? I said, release me. Well, who's that? Uh, I know who it is, and I just can't think yeah. of it, unfortunately. Uh, she was huge, uh, and then she sort of half disappeared, or fully disappeared. Duffy, Duffy, Mercy. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. From 2000, uh, 20 years ago now, actually, uh, 2004. Okay, don't panic yet, Colin. Maria, uh, music for you two. Do you want a clue? Mm, I'll go with no clue. No right. clue for two. Who is this? But I will go down with this that? Uh, is it Dido? It is Dido, yes. White flag. Uh-huh. Two points for you. Yeah. Well done. Good start. Now, Colin, you're under pressure. Uh, characters from animated movies. Oh, um, oh, I may as well go no clue again. No clue, right. So it's the character we're looking for, not the actor, yep. for two points. Ogres are like onions. <laughs> Layers. Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers. You get it. We both have layers. Well. It's Shrek. It is Shrek. That's from Shrek 2. You get two points. You're on the scoreboard. Well done, Colin. <laughs> Maria. Yes? What do you want to do Maybe. with uh, characters from oh. animated movies? Oh, I'll go no clue. Again, no right? clue. Okay, for two. Who is this? Who's that? That is SpongeBob. It is SpongeBob SpongeBob SquarePants. It is, yeah. Uh, You get two points. Right, that's good, Maria. Uh, Colin, uh, let's look at it. You're on two, Colin. Maria's on four. Uh, The final category is you, UK TV game show hosts. Uh, You sort of have no choice. It has to. You have to go. You do. You do have to go with no clue. So for two to keep you in the the quiz, who is this? The young of which creature is known as a squab? Salmon, horse, pigeon, octopus. It's up to you. It's worth £250,000. Yeah. Final answer. You just won £250,000. Who's that? I think it's Chris Tarrant. It is Chris Tarrant, yes. You don't get a million uh, or anywhere near it, but you get two <laughs> points. And uh, Squab is a young pigeon. I, think, well, I don't know if it was said there. So you're on four, Colin. Um... Maria, you're on four two, and you have a game. You have a qu- uh, question in hand. What do you want to do, UK TV uh, game show hosts? Uh, well, I'll go for clue. Yeah, please. that's probably the thing to do. Uh, yeah. he's, he's now presenting gladiators with his son Barney. Who is this for one point? All right, time to face the chaser. But who are we taking on today? Will it be the Cinnamon, 
the irritating doctor, go to him with a paper cut and he would prescribe lemon juice. Perhaps I were playing the beast when he goes to the zoo, the elephants feed him buns. <laughs> or is it the governess? Um, I, I suppose he's the same voice as he has on the chase, Bradley Walsh. It is Bradley Walsh, yes it is. You got a point there, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Hard luck, Colin. Thank you, Colin. Or thank you, Greg. No worries at all. Well done. Colin, <laughs> love, I love, really enjoyed that chat and thanks for introducing us to Leon Burgers. Um, uh, no worries. Yeah, and I and, uh, hope they enjoy their dinner and, and you your salad. Um, okay, <laughs> have a good weekend. We're sending you the radar show. Keep up. See you, Colin. Bye bye. Uh, Maria, Cheers, bye, bye. Maria, there you go. You're off again. Great. Yes, life. to the heritage. Absolutely. Yes. It's made my. January, my Friday, my everything. Fabulous. I, I like the fact that it was so, so focused. You were listening. Killinard, I was there before. I want to go again. How do I do that? Yeah. I get on the well, phone. I was on, yeah. Go on. Yeah. No, I was on a few years ago, Ray, and I was, it was, I loved, and, and the, what, the Kingsley Hotel in Cork. Yeah. And I just missed out with the, um, the tiebreaker. Oh, did you? We got right. everything right. Okay. So I just missed out. Oh. And I was like, well, I am focused. Yes, <laughs> I just, yes. Anyway, I'm delighted. I, I'm not on, I, this is the only show I've ever gone on and this is the second time in about two years. So, oh, brilliant, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Congratulations um, and enjoy the, the, the roast vegetables and the cheese mash and the pork belly. Oh, yeah. Mm, nice, nice. Yes, Have yes. a great weekend. Yeah. See you, Maria. Bye Thanks, now. Bye, bye, bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Here's Madonna. She's in the news because uh, some of her fans are suing her for being late. Now, do you have a passion for collecting stuff toy cars thimbles gig tickets uh, maybe you prefer bottle tops antique dolls fancy paper rocks leaf skeletons well joining me in studio are two Irish children's writers Sive Devlin and Eve MacDonald who have teamed up to bring the world of collectibles to life in an exciting event called My Tabletop Museum Sive good afternoon Hi how are you Ray? Thanks for coming in Eve good afternoon thanks for coming in And to you thank you very and thanks much thanks for being early unlike Madonna <laughs> Yes Yes <laughs> As I tell us about tabletop museums. Okay, so the concept of a tabletop museum is that um, you put a museum on a tabletop. It's like a mini museum of maybe your favourite things. The idea I saw being done, um, well, you can you kind of see it a lot in museums in general, where they might have a collection of something very specific on display in just a small area. Mm. Um, but I saw in an artist's guild in the UK, they were doing these tabletop museums where people, where artists would come and kind of share some of their collections. Um, but I found that a lot of the descriptions of those collections were quite, quite, you know, well, they were artists, so they were kind of came with a big artistic concept behind them. Mm. But I was thinking that actually a lot of the kind of not artists in my family and in my life. I come from a family of like hoarders slash collectors. And I thought like these people aren't artists or aren't, you know, putting these big artistic statements out about their collections, but actually their collections are fascinating. Mm. And I just wanted to open it up kind of more to the general public. So I went to DLR Libraries, who are brilliantly supportive of both artists and creatives and art, uh, just the public in general. And they really liked the idea. So myself and Eve got together. Eve is a big passionate collector too. (laughs) And uh, I have many drawers filled with so much rubbish at home. I won't say rubbish. What's the difference? um, What's the difference? The difference between a, a collector and a hoarder. Uh, very little, very little. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I think. I think. Well, I like to think that everybody is a bit like me, and that they'd have a jar or a pocket or a a, a drawer at home right. stuffed with bits. Right. And you might, you know, it might be twenty funny-looking coins that you found along the way, or some teaspoons that your granny might have given you, or you know, are we not all doing that? No. Well, here, here, here's the thing, and I don't know if she'll want me to share this with the world but my wife has her gallstones 
I'm keeping a table aside for her. Has she any, any teeth as no, well? Teeth? No, just, no, just, teeth? just, just gallstones. Just yeah, gallstones. you see, I think those things are really yeah, fascinating. So, so <laughs> you're giving people a space. Yeah. So a, a, and there's all of these in the one, in the one room. Yeah. So DLR Lexicon Library is a huge big library so we've lots of space to play with. So we're going to have uh, up to 30 tables. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few left. For, for listeners to the for listeners, show. Yes, 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 yes. yes. the show especially. And maybe Jenny Kelly yeah, yeah. with her Goldstones. Yeah. <laughs> and people are going to sign up for a table tell us a bit about their collection and uh, then on February the 17th um, uh, Saturday uh, we're going to have a day of events at the stall. The tables are going to be on display with their curators. And there's loads of other things curators. going on. And now, loads of other things I'm as well. interested yeah. in, in finding out because you have stones as well. You have a collection of stones I as well. Have, I didn't produce these stones no. myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Through surgery. No. <laughs> these are hag stones. Um, I've brought one into studio today just to show you. It's it's a, a stone that you can find you know, on any beach if you look really hard. So it's, it's a stone rare. with a hole in it. It is a stone with a naturally occurring hole in it right. and because they're so rare I suppose people start to attach a lot of folklore to these so there are so many strange tales attached to them for example some say if you just look through them you'll see another world or you might see uh, fairies okay. if you uh, wear one for example a smaller one around your neck it, it'll help keep you healthy if you put one in your fridge it'll stop your milk from curdling and why hags because hags well, are associated all with, the... with witches yes, yeah. yes, so yeah. it all kind of came from that and there's a lot of I suppose black magic that people People associate right. with these as well, but there's also the fun side. They will stop your horses tiring out, Ray. You know, I don't you, have any you, horses. Yeah, there you go. Keep that Eve. in mind. <laughs> if I ever get a horse, highly unlikely yeah. at this stage of my life, but I'll keep it in mind. So I'm sure that we all have collections somewhere <laughs> yeah, along the way. Yeah, Some people yeah. love sea glass or um, or shells, now, that kind of thing. Now a hagstone sounds a little bit scary, but it's not scary. In, <laughs> no. in, in but that doll. That's yeah. giving me the shivers. That, you brought that inside. I did. That's one of those scary in. horror movie dolls. Do you think? I yes. think she's gorgeous. No. See, <laughs> dolls don't freak me out because for a large part of my teens and early twenties, I did collect dolls. So I had a big, big collection of dolls. And at one stage, I did pass a lot of them on to a younger niece. Um, but I've always kept this this little girl here because an uncle of mine uh, gave her to me, and she's a nineteen. I think 1925 to 30, we're not exactly sure, German doll made of celluloid, which is a type of plastic that's um, not really made anymore. It's the same kind of plastic that they used in film, film, Oh yes, yeah, for movies. Yes, 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 yes. That's cellulite. And it's very highly flammable. So they don't make toys out of oh, these right, things okay. anymore. Right. But um, she's no, she's, she looks evil. I'm sorry. No, she's very she does. She does. <laughs> and I can hear that. I can hear that music box music. The other music box music behind her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe I should do something with my stone in a few minutes. Yeah. So this is bringing your five left. How do people get in touch with it if they think they have a tabletop museum? Okay, so they can look at the DLR web library website so they can just google my tabletop museum DLR and it should pop up or they can email us at mytabletopmuseum at gmail.com and then uh, we will send them a link so they need to fill in an expression of interest form um, as quick as they can before midnight tomorrow night and um, we will we will put them on the list give us give us a bit of a, a taster what have you got so far 
on the, on the day itself. Yeah, yeah. So on the 17th of February, we no, have... No, not, not the events. Oh, the, the, the events. They actually, oh, the they types of things. Y- yes, yes. Yes. So we've... Oh my God, we've got all sorts of things. We have everything from like... We have younger collectors as well, which is amazing. So we have some kind of teenage uh, people coming along and they're, they're, we have things like Pez candy dispenser oh, yes. collection. The little um, rectangular... The little pla- thing yeah, with the plas- sweets, yes, with yeah. the funny heads right. and um, miniature books. Miniature books. We have gramophones. We have uh, telephones, old-fashioned telephones. Right. Um, we have shell art which is something that interests me in a big way yeah. Yeah. Um, we have collector cards like um, sports cards yes. you know sort yes. of um, yeah. baseball cards things like that right. we have there's, it's, it's, it's massively varying mm. it, amazingly with all of the entries we've had so far no two are the same right. which I think is fascinating and plus, fancy paper We've no we fancy don't paper have fancy yet, paper. so we would love someone to. I was hoping to. Get You've fancy no fancy paper, paper yet. No, no fancy paper yet. So erasers. Please. No erasers. We used to and call them rubbers. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, and yes. fancy pencils, and they all smelt so beautifully. Yes, none, none, none of those. Yeah. Not right. None yes. of those. Okay, so we're right. waiting for those. I think we're looking for the eighties girls and boys. Yes, you know. They <laughs> asked me. They asked me to. Break, like, I don't. I don't collect things, right? I, but but you, I, what, you think you don't? Yeah, I think I don't. Everybody does. So desperately, I looked around, and like, so this is slightly thematic in that. Laminated <laughs> photographs of myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So, so I have student cards from the 1980s. Oh my god! So there you go. Uh, I can definitely confirm we don't have this collection from NIHE. <laughs> uh, and then I have a couple of Eurovision ones. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, there's from Kiev or Kiev, uh, and that one's from Frankfurt, I think. Um, and then this is one of my favourite things. It's um, it's a media pass for the. Barack Obama visit. Oh, wow. Well, that that'd be worth. We it. had wow. a, we had access to the Main Street Money Gall, but but this wow. now there was a time I don't know if they still do it, but there was a time when uh, oh, back in the seventies when annually you got your picture taken in school by a professional photographer and you paid for it, right? But this particular year and until today I didn't know what this was, but it's 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 number of names: a novelty photoscope or a monocular. So you got your picture taken, but it was put into one of these key ring things. That really have familiar. A have a look. I'll have a look. Have a look. Report back. Hold on one second. Do you know oh my, t- my lord. <laughs> yes, that's me. I, but I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It looks quite like the doll from over here. <laughs> it's, it's a key ring, right? Novelty photoscope or monocular. But we didn't have a car at the time. And that's probably the reason it survived. It survived. Because there you if... Go. if if my parents had a car at the time to put on their key ring, it probably wouldn't gone. have survived. Yes. But do you know what's important about all of this? Every single piece has a story attached to yes. it. Yeah. And I think that's why this event has kind of grasped so many people's imaginations because everybody can tell a little story about that spoon they have yeah. or that funny looking chip mug they might have. And I think that's why it works really well with the library. You well, know, listen, good luck with it. it. Uh, um, and we, we'll talk again because I know both of your children's authors. We didn't get a chance to talk about your books. But we will do that in the future sure. because we're all we're often talking about children's books. So, Saif, Gramagat, Eve, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much for having uh, us. Uh, that's it from us. Um, we are back on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. And Cormac's on drive time after a quick sting. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.